The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. Welcome to Major Spoilers, the Major Spoilers experience, the Major Spoilers podcast. I am Steven. And that person you're you sure? on the other end of the line is Matthew. <laughs> It is Saturday. You know, Steve, when you woke up this morning, yes. I'm sure that God looked down to you and he oh, said, Oh, God. Stan? <laughs> and you said, My name's Steve. It doesn't matter what your name is. You know, I, I'm just curious. I really am, listeners. I want to know, and, uh, and head over to Majorspoilers.com in the comments section, and I want to know how many of you are diehard wrestling fans, the kind of fans that know when some fan stood up on the railing of Kansas City and fell off and killed himself or broke his neck or whatever, if you know every heel turn that ever occurred, if you know Rowdy Roddy Piper from when he used to wear a kilt all the way to when he to like, when, still when wears he a kilt. he now wears a, a kilt, yes. <laughs> if you know there, every little, every little big major gimmick, every major every character. Major gimmick. If you know all of that stuff, I am just curious yeah. as to how many listeners out there are diehard wrestling fans like Matthew. Matthew is well, a diehard Well, part of your problem fan. is the fact that, yeah, I'm not referencing, like, wrestling ephemera here, really. The Rock's promos are legendary. The reason that Dwayne Johnson is as popular a movie star as he is are because of the fact that he's so charismatic and he can do, well, in the business, you know, the business that I'm not at all in, they call it stick work. When you have the stick, the microphone, what you can do with a promo. And if you're a promo guy, if you're a good promo guy, you can be a terrible wrestler. One of my favorites is a guy named Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is, I'm going to be honest with you, he's a little lazy. Kevin Nash doesn't necessarily go out and put on, you know, a heavily, a, a, a thing that's full of, you know, big moves and he'll kick you in the face and he'll punch you. But Kevin Nash is amazing on the stick with a microphone. He'll come out and he'll be like, you know, take somebody down but the rocks promo on billy gunn the promo that birthed the catchphrase it doesn't matter what you think that is legendary wrestling my friend you need to go look it up i tried i tried doing legendary wrestling promos wasn't even in the top five uh, what you look for is uh I, and god spoke to billy no but i'm trying to find if, if you're that saying that it is one of the legendary promos I'm trying to find, yeah, you know, a is. listing, a ranking of legendary wrestling, wrestling, R-W-R, uh, let's see, apostrophe R-A-S-S-L-E-N-G, wrestling, promos. There's no G. Wrestling. Why are you trying, wrestling, wrestling. <laughs> and I'm trying to find the, the, the best wrestling promos ever. And it's I just, just like Sarah Palin. There's no G at the end. <laughs> it's not Sarah Paling. <laughs> Wrestling. Here's Wrestling. another site. Here's another site. Number one, Stone Cold launches Austin 318. Dusty Roads and Hard Times. Jake the Snake in Dusty the Shower. Rhodes. Hulk Hogan becomes a bad guy. Now, I've seen the uh, Hulk Hogan heel turn pop up a couple of times. In uh, yeah, that's in, a good in a few one. pieces. 
The Rock the meets the NWO. Oh. Randy Savage that may be a good after WrestleMania 3. Ric Flair says goodbye to wrestling. Santino Morella. Rape. Raps, I'm sorry. Uh, such a little print Raps. on some of these uh, websites. <laughs> Joey Styles rips Vince McMahon, WWE. And Rowdy Roddy Piper embarrasses Jobber. You also need to look up Chris Jericho's legendary Man of a Thousand and Four Holds promo. Because for like 20 minutes, he's standing in, in the middle of a ring. And at the time, WCW would cut back and forth uh-huh. from the ring to the back to whatever. And Jericho's in the ring, and he's he's got this list of a thousand and four promo or, or wrestling <laughs> holds that he knows. Uh-huh. Hold one seventy two, moss covered, three handled, family credenza. Hold one oh nine, arm bar. <laughs> hold two seventy four, spinning toe hold. Hold two seventy five, arm bar. <laughs> Here's another one. It's uh, number ten. Triple H calls Stone Cold Steve Austin Barney Fife. Uh, number nine. This is one that we were talking about earlier. The Rock, Toronto Mother Canuckers. Uh, number nine. Yeah. Ric Flair retires from wrestling. Jake the Snake survive, okay. uh, Survivor Series 88. Roddy Roddy Piper smashes a coconut over Jimmy, Jimmy Snuka's head. <laughs> that one's funny, too. See? Macho Man Piper's Randy Savage it. defends Elizabeth's honor. Bret Hart turns heel. The, the thing that's really wonderful about that uh, coconut in the face yes. is Piper is taking shots and taking shots and taking shots. And finally, Jimmy Snooker is like, are you making fun of me? <laughs> and Piper's like, am I making fun of you? Am I making fun of you? <laughs> it's more fun to watch Piper's reaction to that. Okay. I'll have to watch that later because it's like five minutes, four and a half minutes. Oh, there he goes. Right. Punched him in the face. Right yep. there. Uh, number five, Macho Man Randy Savage defends Elizabeth's honor. Number four, Bret Hart turns heel. Number three, The Rock and Chris Jericho attack Stephanie McMahon. Number two, Hulk Hogan joins the NWO. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin 316. What is Steve Austin 316? Matthew? Austin 316 is another good one. That's the number one. That's popped up on two lists as number one. Well, and that's really the start of a new era in wrestling because at the time, well, it's an involved story. There were a a number of guys at the top in the WWE. Two of them quit and two of them stayed. And at the end of the match, they broke what's called kayfabe, which is the rules of the game. You don't let people see what's happening behind the scenes. They all came out and they, they gave each other a big hug and a big farewell because two of them quit. Mm-hmm. Well, the other two, one of them was semi-retired and the other one was punished. He was going to be king of the ring and set up to be a, a contender. Instead, they set up Steve Austin. And Austin was, uh, was fighting with, I think it was Jake the Snake Roberts who kept quoting the Bible. And mm-hmm. Austin apparently ad-libbed this. He's like, you talk about your John 316. Austin 316 says, I just kicked your ass. <laughs> and for like several years, you would go, anytime you go to an arena, somebody would have a big sign that said Austin 316. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of cool. All right. I, I, and so listen, I'm just curious. Listen, I mean, redneck. how many of you are, are as into 
wrestling and know all of this little stuff. I'm sure it's not little stuff. It's big stuff. Know these big important moments like, uh, like Matthew does. Big fans of wrestling. <laughs> I have a theory. I just, I have a theory. Tell me if you are. Be honest. Tell me if you are because I have a theory. What's your theory? I, I, I'm just, because uh, Matt, uh, Rodrigo is also a big wrestling fan. He probably yes. knows all of these yes, as well. Yes. He could probably quote them verbatim. I'm more interested in this there article that I found, the 50 hottest women of sports. Now that's, that's more up my one. alley. Is Kiana Tom on that? Because Kiana Tom is hotter than Donut I, Is Greece. she, uh, I, I don't think she's an athlete, is she? Or are we thinking? Kiana about, Tom, she's that fitness girl from ESPN. Isn't oh she? no, this is uh, this is from a while ago. Yeah, this is from a while ago. Kiana Tom was hot in like the oh, I don't know, two thousand something. Yeah, no, this is from. I think ago. she posed for Playboy. Oh really? I must look that up. Yeah. All right. Yes, you probably own it. I, no, I probably don't. I haven't read Playboy in years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nugget is so much cheaper and easier to find. <laughs> so how about them time travel movies, Steve? Um, you know, we were going to, we, we had so many people, had so many people that uh, got a kick out of our time travel discussion last week with Back to the Future. Yeah. And somebody said, oh, you guys ought to talk movies more often. I thought we could spend some time today talking about our favorite, our favorite time travel movies. Now, not going into incredible cool. detail like we did before, but just kind of talking about what we liked about the movie, why it's in our list of, of favorites and so on. And I'm sure, you know, there's not a plethora of time travel movies out there. So I'm sure that we're going to have a couple of uh, redundancies, duplicates on our on our lists. Are we doing a top 10 list? Yeah, top 10. I mean, you may not have top 10. I know I've I've got top 10 from a an article that I wrote about six months, eight months ago. My name's Steven, and I have a top ten on everything because I'm Steven. Actually, Matthew's probably going to whip out a top ten this week if he can. Pardon me while oh, sure. I rip this out. Oh, what day do those go up again? Uh, tomorrow. No, no, no. Oh. Whenever. Sometime this week. No. You know, uh, Rodrigo, you know, my favorite Bill and Ted movie is actually Bill and Ted's oh. Excellent Adventure. If Rodrigo would be here, he'd say, oh, no, no, it's Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus, Bogus Journey. Journey. That's the better of the two. Yeah. I, I like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure mainly for one reason. Um, well, a couple of reasons. This is why it rocks. It's got two stoners. They get a time machine mm -hmm. that looks like a phone booth. Uh, they go running through time, kidnapping historical figures, all for a, a, a history project. And at the end, it's got Abraham Lincoln getting up on stage saying, be excellent to one another. Party on, party dudes. on, dudes! That's the uh, that's that's such a great line out of that out of that movie. Uh, that's one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite time travel movies. It's number ten on my list, but it's one of my favorite time travel movies. What about you, Matthew? Cool. Um, I I have one that's actually probably not expected, but this was one that my mother loved when I was younger. Okay, uh, somewhere in time with uh, Superman oh, yeah, with, uh, and Doctor uh, Quinn Medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a lot of people dig that movie, and I it was. Man, I was in college. Yeah. No, no, no. I wasn't in college. I think it was about 10 years that ago. That movie came out in like 1976. Yeah, it did. And, I, and I'd heard people talk about it, and I'm a big fan of Art Bell and his uh, his uh, previous wife. She passed away. They were big fans of that movie. And so finally, I tracked it down. It had to have been in the, maybe in the early 2000s, sat down and watched it. That's a good movie. Yeah, 
It it's really not a is. time travel story that in the na- in the sense of the time travel stories that you might think about. But it is. It kind of reminds me of um, uh, when Batman would travel in time by hypnosis with Doctor Carter Pramstad. Right. right, right, right. I love those. Those are what's really awesome. Yeah, I, I like the fact that uh, you know, that Penny is what throws him back, and he, uh, you know, he, he's trying to get back in touch. Why did he woman. have to look at the penny? Why? Don't look at the penny, man. Don't look at the penny. Why? Why? Why would you travel? Don't do it. <laughs> it's it's very interesting. Don't I mean, look it's... at the penny, Superman or Doctor <laughs> Quinn will go well, away. You know, you'd think that Superman would just you know fly around the Earth and spin it backwards until he got back I to know, right? Doctor Quinn time. Yeah. Oh, he shame. probably did, and we didn't see it. And he used his his uh, you know super roofy kiss to <laughs> make sure that nobody nobody would remember he kissed us all in a blink of an eye. Groundhog Day from yeah. 1993 is also on my list. Oh, that's a good one. And you know, it's, that's a good one. A lot of people don't think of it as a time travel movie, but when you are stuck in an endless loop of that mm-hmm. same day repeating itself, that is a time travel movie. I would agree. What's your favorite bit One about that, that movie? One uh, that most people don't think about. Huh? What's your favorite bit about that Groundhog Day movie? Well, at one point, my wife and I didn't have cable. Oh, And God. so we would go to sleep with a movie playing. Oh, God. And Groundhog Day was one of the movies that we would play over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So I can probably quote it verbatim. But I think my favorite part is the realistic portrayal behind the scenes at a television station. Mm-hmm. Where Larry, the cameraman, and uh, the producer are letting you know Bill Murray as his complete prima donna off at uh, his hotel, which is better than their hotel, and he's like, "Keep the talent happy," yeah. and the cameraman's like, "Did he just call himself the talent?" <laughs> and there's also the whole bit where he's standing, he's freezing. There's a blizzard. He's like, yes. "No, the blizzard's gonna push off to the west in Altoona." The guy's like, pal, you got the blizzard on the head. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, what I think that's a on, Pennsylvania thing. But what, what else is on your list? Well, my list has one that probably no one has ever heard of. Okay. Uh, as a fan of the monkeys in the, in the 80s, I followed the works of uh, Michael Nesmith. Uh-huh. And Michael Nesmith wrote a movie called Time Rider in like 1982, about the same time that Oh, uh, I Mega know Force this one. The guy on the motorcycle, right? Yeah. The old West. Oh, yeah, the, I, I remember the, that. The one. dirt bike rider, yes, yes. who ends up in in like eighteen seventy seven, and everybody thinks up. that he's Satan because he's yeah, yeah. He, he <laughs> they think he's Satan because he's riding on the dirt bike and he's wearing his bright red uh, biker suit. And yes, it's funny. Yeah, that's a, that is actually. I I remember only seeing that once, like on VHS. My dad brought it home or something, and we watched it. Or maybe I watched it at home. I don't remember. Uh, when I was in college, when did that movie come out? 1982, I think. Oh, but yeah. it also has the, you know, the, the really awesome part where it predates uh, a Philip J. Fry getting nasty in the pasty. Yes, 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 yes. It does. Where he is his own grandpa. I yep. love that. Yep, yep. Time Cop I've got on my list from 1994. And I know a lot of people bag on um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. But he's really good in this movie. I mean, as somebody who's lost his wife, who's very hot, by the way, uh, and decides to join the time cops and fix historical inaccuracies or people going back and trying to uh, benefit off time. 
that concept is really, really good. Especially the part at the end where don't touch, don't touch yourself in the past or you're going to blow up. And that's what happens. I hated that movie. Really? Hated it with a passion. How come? Yeah, terrible. terrible How come? Movie. It's a terrible movie. How come? But you know what I did like? <laughs> what did you like? The Philadelphia Experiment. Ooh, another good movie. Yeah. Based yeah, on actual with the facts. Guy from, uh, the guy from Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah. Actual historical well, events. Well, it's based on... I. I yeah, well, I don't know if I'd call it a historical <laughs> event. You don't listen to Coast maybe, to Coast AM with Art Bell. Go back and listen to those. True story. Maybe an urban legend. Yes, yes, I, I'm sure that's a, exactly what happened. <laughs> that's got to be it because, you know, obviously that is it and that is what happened. But nonetheless, I'd call it more of an urban legend for me. Uh, ooh, ooh. I'm, I'm racking my brain for time travel. You know what I love? What's that? This is technically five movies. Yes. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, you know, that's what, that's a thing that a lot of people don't realize is that Planet of the Apes, that first movie, is a time travel movie. They've traveled yep. forward in time. Well, you idiots. And that's part of, up. you know, the big reveal at the end. You maniacs! You bastards! But what's really weird is, you know, people misunderstand what that film is saying. What's the film saying? Well, there's a point where Charlton Heston is going off about, oh, it's a madhouse. He's not talking about the future. He's talking about today. He's talking about, you know, Earth in the circa 1969 mm -hmm. is a madhouse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in ways, the apes are more civilized than the men because the apes at least have, you know, a code of rules that are pretty much unbreakable. Right. The apes have their, you know, no ape shall kill another ape, and uh, no one will eat fish on Friday, and <laughs> no one will ever, you know, rule five, no pufters, whatever. You know. <laughs> but I think that, you know, that whole sequence and the time paradoxes within the time paradox are fun because... Mm -hmm. Planet of the Apes takes place in the future. Beneath the Planet of the Apes takes place in the future. Right. But Escape from the Planet of the Apes takes, takes place, place in the, in the, in the present right. of 1973. But then by existing, Escape from Planet of the Apes makes Battle for Planet of the Apes, which I think is, it's either Battle or something. Yes. But it makes the events of Planet of the Apes come around early. Right. So it's, it's by the trippy. time you get to that fourth movie, yeah, it's trippy. And you can't decide whether they've changed the time stream or whether it's just bad bad writing. Probably a little both. <laughs> I uh didn't I had, do the research. I have Donnie Darko down. I like that movie. That's a that's oh, kind of a more metaphysical a kind of uh head trip. But another head trip of a time travel movie is uh, Twelve Monkeys with Bruce Willis. Well, and the whole wasn't that Terry I've Gilliam that did that one? one? You've never seen Twelve Monkeys? Oh, so it takes uh -oh. place in the future. Bruce Willis keeps having these flashbacks to seeing some guy die in an airport. Turns out that some plague was unleashed and everybody has to go live underground. And they think that if they can get somebody up to the surface, they can find out what caused the plague and travel back in time to prevent the plague from being unleashed. And Bruce Willis gets sent back in time, bounced back and forth through time. And this doctor thinks that he's in, a, in an insane asylum. And when he was up on the surface of decimated future Earth, 
he sees this thing about the 12 monkeys and this legend of the 12 monkeys must have been the cult that did it. And so he hooks up with, um, what's his name? Fancy pants, Mr. Uh, uh, Brad Pitt. And Buscemi. yes. And believes that Brad Pitt is the one that's going to release the plague or going to be involved in the releasing of the plague. Turns out totally following a red herring, but the fact that he witnesses as a young child, he witnesses his own death. And it's trippy, trippy, trippy. Fun. It's a fun movie. It may be a little dated, it's but if you like. It's trippy to rock a rhyme to rock a rhyme <laughs> that's traveling in time. It's trippy. If you like Terry Gilliam, trippy, then you'll trippy, probably trippy. like 12 Monkeys. I do like me some Terry Gilliam. Another good time travel movie. Probably one of the better time travel <laughs> movies. Army of Darkness. Ooh, that's a good one. Bruce Campbell thrown that back into medieval time. All he's got to protect himself is his boomstick. And a rudimentary knowledge I think of it's, science. I saw the tail end of Evil Dead 2 the other day, I think, uh-huh. where he crash lands and the car crashes uh-huh. and he's surrounded by Knigets and yes. he's like, no! Right, right. I, my friend, yeah. uh, and my my friend Dave Nagel and I love this movie. We would get, we'd have, we'd go over to his house on a Friday night. A bunch of us would go over there and we would just get so crap faced on, on alcohol. Quote every line in that movie. We would watch, it was a, like a marathon, uh, Starship Troopers, um, Army of Darkness. And I forget what the other one was generally because I was passed out by then. Um, but man, I love, I love Army of Darkness. <laughs> Army of Darkness is just so awesome. The thing that's not so awesome, though, maybe it's a little awesome. I don't know. Is the director's cut of Army of Darkness? Now you would think that the movie released in theater, as low budget as Army of Darkness was, would be Sam Raimi's cut. But the director's cut actually has an alternate ending, where instead of at the yeah. end of the movie, where it's Bruce uh, Campbell recounting the events of the past, where he's in the uh, S Mart store. He actually takes yeah. one too many sleeping drops than he's supposed to and actually wakes up yeah. in the future. And I hated that ending. Yeah, in like a, in like a dead future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what about Time Bandits? You like Time Bandits? Mm, it's not one of my favorites. It's a good movie. Um, if I were to pick a, my next favorite time travel movie. Okay. Or at least the one that pops into my head next. You ever seen Dalek Invasion of Earth 2150 AD? Is is that from a more recent? Uh, that's not the Earth Stealers one, is not, it? No, that's from like 1966. Essentially, oh, okay. the television series uh, on the BBC was successful. So they took Christopher Lee, who I know mostly as Dracula. Or no, blah, blah. Peter Cushing. Forgive Peter, me. Peter Cushing. Blah, blah. And they had Peter Cushing do... A movie called Doctor Who and the Daleks. Huh. Okay. And he's not an alien and he doesn't travel in time the same way. And it's, you know, completely different, but they still call it Doctor Who. And they call him Doctor Who, which is the problem. Same Daleks? Yeah. And there's a sequel called Daleks Invasion of Earth 2150 AD. And it is this just really weird. It's like an alternate reality version of uh, um, Power of the Daleks or something. But it's truly, truly freakishly weird. And if you're a Doctor Who, you know, aficionado, 
I highly recommend digging this up because it's kind of terrible. Have not. But it's also kind of cool. Never heard of it. Yeah. It's like from 1966. I will have to find it. But, yeah, Peter Cushing apparently was sort of in it or sort of not. There were like, uh, I think it may have been one of the first times that we see like Daleks with the color coding. Oh, really? That later. Yeah, we later have the Power Ranger Daleks in uh, the 11th <laughs> Doctor story. Apparently so. those, uh, those Daleks actually, are going to get retconned out. Apparently they're going to get rid of the red, blue, yellow, and white Daleks. Apparently people did not Why? like that. People did not like that coloring. I don't think people like their new the shape. I think people didn't like their new shape. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mind the coloring. I didn't care for their new design. Uh, Give me a plunger. it was that. Give me a plunger and an eye stock, please. And a man whose feet you can see underneath scooting along with the wheels. <laughs> uh, here's two movies that I'm going to bet. Well, I'm not going to bet. I, I would. Well, no, I'm going to bet, Matthew, that you probably have not seen these two movies. <laughs> and I think, Matthew, you should check them out, because if you like mind trippy time travel movies. Both of these are trippy, mind-trippy mind, movies. The first one is called Time Crimes. It's an Ital- I think it's an Italian movie uh, from 2007. This guy and his wife move into a new house, or they're recently moved in, and he's kicking back in the backyard waiting for dinner to be cooked or something. He's got his binoculars, mm-hmm. and he spies something going on in the woods. And he wants to go over and investigate, and he finds this like, dead body. And then he's looking around some more, and then all of a sudden there's this guy in this bloody kind of hooded mask that he thinks is going to chase at, that's chasing after him. And so he's running from this guy, and he gets to this estate, and he goes into this building, and this guy's like, oh my gosh, the, the maniac's coming for you. Get in this, get in here and hide. Well, it turns out that the guy that's all bloodied and messed up is actually the guy, the man, the central character who's Himself. traveled back into the past it's it's so trippy because of the number of times that he time travels trying to correct the problem and it's so well told because there are things that happen at the very start of this movie like you see a pile of garbage or you hear a sound and they're kind of not connected at first and then later you find out Mm -hmm. how the pile of garbage or the sound comes into play it's very very cool it's uh subtitled but i would bet matthew given your ingenuity and the fact that you live in a bigger city than i do you would be able to track down time crimes very, very easily. I do live in a city. Yes. The other movie that you, that you probably still haven't heard of, or, or maybe you probably haven't seen is one called primer from 2004. This one got a lot of buzz and a lot of uh, talk generated about it. It's about these two, uh, well, three, but it's really two characters who uh, have their own business in their garage. By day, they work for a computer company. At night, they're trying to develop their own computer firm. Uh, And they uh, accidentally build a time machine. And they realize, and this uh, one of our listeners pointed out last week when we were talking about Back to the Future and about how close uh, Michio Kaku is in his assessment of time travel, uh, said that the current thinking, and this is true, I knew this, current thinking is, and I, I didn't bring it up last week, current thinking is that If you time travel, you can only travel back in time to the point of when the first time machine was switched on. And it has to do with this wormhole theory in that 
when you create this time vortex, you're actually opening a wormhole between the two devices, one in the past and one in the future. So because you're creating a, essentially a tunnel between these two de- um, um, devices, there's no way that you could create a tunnel to a time before that device existed. And Primer kind of exploits that and talks about how time travel can work, but uh, you can only go back to the point when the time machine was first turned on. It's a thriller. It's very good. It does talk about this uh, other movie that, uh, not really a movie, but last week I was pondering the title of a uh, of a book where they talk about parallel dimensions and time travel called Timeline is the name of the book, also turned into a movie. Um, but Primer is, is very good, Matthew. I think you should really check out both of those. It sounds fascinating. They both are. I mean, have you seen this movie called Pie? Rodrigo and I have talked about it before. Numerical Pie, not American Pie. I, I do like Pie. <laughs> then you might enjoy this. I have not seen Pie. It, both of these, Primer and Time Crimes, are both movies that are very independent. Uh, so they're a little out there. Uh, but they are just fascinating in their mind trippiness. Uh, so I would recommend mm-hmm. checking those out. What else do you got Primer on your list? Say. Primer, I say, from 2004. Uh, and Time Crimes from 2007. You might be able to find it uh, under Chrono Crimen, Crimenes. C-R-O-N-O-S. Crimenes. Maybe it's Spanish. I don't know. Chrono Crimenes. Yes. So check that out Hello, from 2007. Well, one that sticks in my mind that isn't actually very good at all is... Um, the director's cut of The Butterfly Effect. Yes. Where uh, Kelso from that 70s show <laughs> realizes that he can travel in time using his journals. Yes. And keeps going back in time to try and, and get together with the girl that he loves. And right. he keeps screwing up worse and worse. And he makes her life miserable. And finally, he comes to the realization that the best way to make her life better is to not have ever been in it. So he strangles himself to death in the with womb. the umbilical cord while in yeah. the womb. Yeah, the the director's the director's and cut and the theatrical release are two. By the way, that's the spoiler. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I pretty much just ruined that movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. Oh, come on! I think people have seen uh, sorry there by now. You know, some of my sorry, also Russell. rants uh, before we get to, of course, my number one um, time travel movie. There are a couple of movies that didn't make it into my top ten, but are still really, really good. Somewhere in time, you've already mentioned. Uh, butterfly right. effect we've already mentioned. Uh, the time machine, the 1960s um, time machine with um, George, what's his name? Um, gosh, I can't think of his name now. George Powell. Yeah, George Powell. That's the that is a great time travel movie. Frequency. I think that yeah, one had is. is that with Randy Quaid, where he's the uh, frequency is Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid in it. Okay, Randy Quaid, Dennis Quaid. There's too many Quaids. Uh, Trancers. They're siblings. 1985 Trancers. Yeah. That one's awesome. And then here's one that I also yeah. think ranks it is really good. It's is is just as good as Primer and as Time Crimes, but it's a short film called Sooner or Later. It's from 2006. It's released on the web so you can find this very easily. Just do a search for Sooner or Later. A little short film about Nazis and time travel. You will enjoy the heck out of it. Time travel Nazis. Well, the Nazis aren't actually time traveling. That's that's the that's the part that will uh surprise you at the end. Oh well that's but it that's does involve a- it does involve Nazis. 
Wrong. The Nazis must time travel or else the movie is stupid. <laughs> All um, right. What's one more on your list? Uh, one that I think is actually kind of good and kind of terrible. And I have a lot of these that are, you know, kind of good, only maybe not so much with the good. And you just kind of like, eh. It's one of the few Emilio Estevez movies that I just kind of go, woo, Free Jack from no, 1992. That's got uh, Mick Jagger in it. It's right? Mick. It's got Mick Jagger in it. Mick Jagger plays the main villain, but basically, what happens is in the future, in the far flung year two thousand nine. Uh huh. Wait. Never mind. <laughs> what they do is they use time travel to go back in time and steal bodies that would be destroyed. Say you're in a car crash right. and your body's incinerated. They go back in time and steal your body from seconds before you leave. Wipe out your mind, and then rich people live in your young, healthy body. Ah, cool. Since it's a since it's a hateful dystopian future filled with pollution and hate faciness, everybody needs replacement bodies. You know, mm -hmm. nobody in the future is any good because all the people in the future are all poisoned with you know, like Count uh, Chocula and Captain Crunch and have <laughs> green poop. It turns your so, poop green, essentially. But somehow, Emilio Estevez uh, gets forward in time and his brain doesn't get wiped and he ends up going on the run and it's interesting you know it's it's good to see uh mick jagger trying to act which is kind of nice i also find that some of my favorite star trek movies are all about time travel i was going to ask you we hadn't mentioned any star trek movies and there were a couple of them star trek yeah. fourth of voyage home the voyage home oh i love that one That's because that one is essentially it's essentially the same movie as Star Trek The Motionless Picture. <laughs> There's this strange thing from space. The Enterprise is the only ship that can answer, or in this case, the crew of the Enterprise on that bird of prey are the only ship that can answer. They have to figure out what's going on. They figure out the alien probe, and then they save the world. But it also has, you know, some really great moments. I think the double dumbass on you comment comes from yes. Star Trek 4, doesn't yes. it? Yes, yes, yes. In fact, uh, uh, colorful, John, colorful language. John has a whole website devoted to that. Uh, also yeah. Star Trek First I, Contact. Yeah, where the Borg take over the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Star Trek, uh, Generations, where Kirk travels forward in time, or, I don't know if he travels or if he's stuck or what. That alternate energy thing is, is weird because Kirk gets sucked into a time vortex in the year 2354, and then in the year 2517... Picard finds him unchanged and unaged, so it may yeah. not maybe less of a time travel thing and more of a time thing. So I don't know. Um, we haven't and mentioned Kirk died uh, stupidly on a bridge. I died on a crosswalk, catwalk. Uh, um, we haven't mentioned uh, the Terminator catwalk? movies. Did he do a little turn on the catwalk? Yes, yes, he's on too sexy catwalk. for the catwalk. We haven't mentioned Terminator movies. Yes, we do, haven't do you mentioned care about Terminator those? movies. I don't care for them. I mean, in, uh, in the sense of time travel. Terminator movies. 2. Terminator 2 is a fine film. I love the first one. Because it got boobies in it. <laughs> Terminator 2 is a fine movie. I. Yeah, I like Terminator 2. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other t time travel movies that pop into our list that we haven't mentioned before. Anything else? Harry Potter 3 has time travel in it. Yes, it does. 
what about the Connecticut <laughs> Yankee in, in uh, King Arthur's Court with uh, Danny Kaye? I've never seen that, although uh, they remade it as Black Knight with uh, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence, yeah. Martin! Martin! <laughs> <laughs> well, I so think we everyone's probably... Us, but... I think everyone's figured out from last week's discussion that my favorite time travel movie of all time is, of course, Back to the Future. Right. Mine is Voyagers featuring Phineas Bogg. That's a TV series. It's not a movie. Right? It's actually a movie. Yeah, yeah. But Phine- Phineas Bogg and Jeffrey travel through time using their little Omni device, which is actually really cool. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, and probably many of the spoiler rights are too young to remember this. You young but whippersnappers. If you, if you whippersnappers, why? I, uh, it basically, this guy has a device that allows him to travel back and forth through time. It's very similar to Captain Jack Harkness's uh, tra- time travel watch. Right, but they go through time. In one episode, they they show up in uh, the twenties, or they show up in Alexander Graham Bell's lab. They help uh, somebody. I think it's Edison invent the time the time uh, not the time lobe the light bulb. Well, everyone knows Edison didn't invent the light bulb himself. What a fraud that Thomas Edison! It happened in Voyagers, and thus. It is true. You will shut your hole. Um, there was a there was a Doctor Who movie on American uh, television in 1998, maybe. The only known appearance of the Eighth Doctor. Okay. Takes place in a movie where Eric Roberts plays the Master with an mm-hmm. American accent. It has a motorcycle chase in it. It has all this weird, bizarre crap in it, and it has bits and pieces of of Doctor Who ephemera and lore that cannot be easily put together with the continuity, but so many people are like, no, no, it happened. That, you know, you have to take into it. This is the place where they the Doctor first says he's half human. Oh, and people really? are like, well, how could he be half human? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. No, but, that's all right. You know, it's one of those interesting stories where things happen. The actual seventh doctor, Sylvester McCoy, mm-hmm. um, shows up and does a regeneration sequence. And he dies on uh, basically New Year's Eve 1999. Yeah. And the doctor regenerates in the 21st century, which is actually kind of neat. Oh, well, so that's I, like I remember watching that. I, I remember, I remember watching that movie when it was uh, aired on Fox or whatever it was. Yeah, I think it was, it was Fox. Certainly wasn't CBS. <laughs> it was Fox. Yeah, Fox had apparently bought the rights and were trying to launch it in America. Well, you know, they're still trying to work on Teenage uh, Ninja Torch Turtles Two. I think traveled in time, didn't they? Oh God, I hope not. Turtles in time, yeah. No. And they were back in, like, they traveled back to the days of feudal Japan, see? And since they were ninjas. Take that back. What? Take that back. They they were ninjas. And they were like ninjury, and everybody was like, ooh, I'm a ninja. And we were all like, ooh, you are a ninja. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else you want to talk about this week before we get out of here? 
You know where you get good time travel? HD the Twilight ones. Zone. Yeah, Twilight Zone had some great stuff. There's the there's one that's great. It's called the Rip Van Winkle Caper, where these yeah. four criminals steal a bunch of gold and lock themselves in uh, cryonic suspension for a hundred years and wake up in the far flung future. Mm-hmm. And then there's an ironic twist at the end, where money's not and worth maybe anything. some kind of door, the scary door. No, <laughs> no. But I mean, there were a lot of a. Uh, have you ever seen Walking Distance? Walking Distance TV show or what's this? Another t- Walking uh, Distance is an episode of The Twilight Zone from season one. Okay, a man stops near his own old t- his old hometown and walks to town and talks about how wonderful it was when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And as he you know walks back into town, he travels back to his own youth. And he I've, ends I've up. That. Find, Isn't that? Yeah, he ends up in his hometown, trying to meet his parents and tell them who he is, and they, you know, they're freaked out and they hate him. And he tries to tell his younger self, "Yeah, you know, enjoy your childhood. Childhood is going to be the best time of your life." And he causes himself to be injured. And yeah, as on the, he on leaves, the carousel, city carousel, or something on the merry-go-round, and as yeah. he leaves, he has a limp. Yeah. Because of the injury that he didn't get until he went back in time right. to threaten himself. There's also another but, um Yeah. There's another one that actually starts out as a silent film where this guy is in Yes, uh, that in actually has Buster era. Keaton in it. Yeah. And yep. then he says, Oh, I wish I could live in the future where things will be so great and wonderful. And then he pops to the future and everything then becomes a talkie. And he realizes that everything yeah. sucks in the future. All the technology is too out of control. Yep. And then he pops back into the silent era. I love that episode. There's another one called, what's that train? The one where the guy takes the train and he travels back to like the 1800s uh, or early 1900s. Uh, the train kind of a, is one that may be. There, yeah, it, it sounds very similar to the one you were just describing, but it, I, I forget what the name of one of our listeners will, will point that out. But yeah, Twilight Zone definitely has. He, is it? Is it the one where he goes back in time to relive his own youth? Yes. That no, and not he kick tries the can. to drill for oil. No, 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 no. This can. one is. Uh, I think of Cliffordville. I think yes, that's uh, it. Where the guy goes uh, back in time, but he tries. He tries to find oil, but he realizes that the oil isn't. They can't find the oil because they haven't invented a drill. He doesn't yes. know how to invent a drill. He goes yes. through his whole life. He realizes that the most beautiful woman in the world is ugly and he only remembers her as beautiful and he's not actually young. He just looks young. And so he's going to die in his childhood. Yeah. That's a creepy one. There's also yeah. the law, the late oh, uh, of late. I think of Clifford Cliffordville. That's the name of that one. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. There's also another one. That's just really creepy, but now I can't remember the title of it. Uh, What's it about? I lost my brain. Jack Klugman. It's that's the yeah, boxer actually, one. It's almost not. A time it's called episode. in in praise of Pip. In praise of Pip. No, the one I'm thinking of is Death Ship, which isn't really a time travel story. I was thinking it is because the ship lands on this planet and they keep seeing their own ship crashed. Oh, okay. But it's not. It's not the future. It's that they are actually ghosts in a ghost spaceship. Ah, that's what it was. There is also, There's also 
a kind of There's... a stopwatch where this guy can stop time. Oh, I love that one. That was actually redone yeah. in the new Twilight Zone episode where it's this woman that gets the uh-huh. uh, stopwatch and she ends up stopping time just as the nuclear bombs are about to hit and she's the only one that's alive. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that was creepier. The the thing that always got me about that episode when I was watching these when I was 10 or 12, that was a creepy one, but I always mm-hmm. wondered why he didn't just go and find a book about repairing stopwatches. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, go to a jeweler, bust in, it's not like somebody's going to stop you. Yeah, they exactly. can't move. Yeah. You know, there are a couple with uh Nazis getting their come up and there's one where a Nazi goes back to uh, Dachau mm-hmm. and ends up traveling back and gets sucked back into time. And the ghosts of the people that died there give him his uh, just desserts. That's kind of creepy. Uh, there's one called No Time Like yeah. the Past, where he invents a time that may be to a try to change sh- important past events. That's from 1963. Oh, that's the one with Russell Johnson. Uh, no, think. Dana Andrews. Dana Andrew is the man. Oh, that's definitely the new one then. Russell Johnson no, has one where he travels back in time. Uh-huh. Really? What's it called? It's called No Time Like the Past. Are you sure it's not Russell it's, Johnson? It's got Dana Andrews is what it says in it. No Time Like the Past. What season is that? Season four. Four? Oh, yeah. that explains it. Four was a terrible season. <laughs> Well, you know, speaking of uh, the Nazi time travel, uh, remember the um, time, and I I think that was a remake, the uh, uh, Twilight Zone, the movie, features that story. This is the one where everybody died in it, where um, the the racist goes back. Sort of. It's sort of a remake. Uh, It's called A Quality of Mercy. Mm -hmm. And there's a very similar uh, toned episode where a man ends up being a Japanese soldier. Um, and the, actually, the main character of the episode is played by um, Dean Stockwell, or mm. Al from uh, Quantum Leap. Yeah, interesting. It's, it's a season three, I think. The Quality of Mercy is the name of it. It's got... Yeah, season uh, three, episode 80. Leonard Nimoy in it, actually. Yeah, Dean Stockwell is the uh, American lieutenant. Yeah. Cool. Leonard Nimoy is in it. Albert Salmi does like five episodes. But this is one of the five that Albert Salmi did. Uh, he was actually the one, the man in of late. I think of Cliffordville. Now that I mentioned it, Albert Salmi. You know the and there's one where Russell Johnson, the professor, uh-huh. right. travels back in time to try and stop the assassination of uh, Abraham called, Lincoln. It's called Back There. Is the name of the episode. Uh, is it, it is are from you looking at 1961. The wiki? It's season two. Yeah. It's called back. You're looking there. at the wiki. Yep. Ah, oh, that's cold. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, Russell we're, Johnson we're... goes back. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, except in as much, it has the same problem that, um, the one where the guy goes back to kill Hitler has. There's an episode, there's a sequence in the one where the guy goes back to kill Hitler and I can't remember the name of it. So I'm just going to call it the one where the guy goes back to kill Hitler. And um, it's called in the He's one Alive. The oh no, that's uh... no that that's a good one though. That is Dennis Hopper. Um, the one where the man goes back to kill Hitler. You were just telling me about it. Called Cradle of Darkness. It's not called. No, that's from the Twilight Zone television series from two thousand two to two thousand three. 
No. What was the one you were just talking about? Uh, the quality of life. Where you were just. Which one? The, the Kill you with a stick. You the were Russell just telling one? me. <laughs> yeah, no, no the, the one, one that I thought was the Russell Russell Johnson. Johnson back there is the Lincoln assassin. The one before that. Uh, the one before that. I can't that. remember. Now I can't even remember. I I hate you. No, you were just <laughs> anyway. The one I was talking about before was the Twilight Zone. Guy. Okay, go ahead. The guy goes back in time and what? Okay. The guy goes back in time. The one uh-huh. who's traveling through time. Uh-huh. That I said, is that Russell Johnson? You said, no, it's not Russell Johnson. It's Peter Graves. Yes, that's exactly who it was. No time like the past, Dana Andrews. Thank you. Dana Andrews, I think, grew up to be MacGyver's boss. In any case, no time like the past has a sequence where the guy has a rifle in his hand. Uh-huh. He frames up Hitler. Yes. He squeezes the trigger. Mm-hmm. And it goes click. And it turns out that he's just doing a dry run. Oh. That's the same problem that uh, back there has in that it's kind of like, you know, uh, Rodrigo and I complained about your Superman pitch. It's not yes. that your pitch was bad. I didn't, it's I didn't think that no matter was. what you do, well, yeah. no matter what you do, there's a problem with going back to save Abraham Lincoln. Either you do save Abraham Lincoln, and then what happens? Or you don't save Abraham Lincoln, and then what happens? Because if you don't save Abraham Lincoln, why in God's name would you have spent an hour with, you know, Russell Johnson running around with blonde hair? Right. But if you don't save Abraham Lincoln, or if you do save Abraham Lincoln and you change the time stream, where does it go? You know? Yeah. So it's not one of the stronger episodes, but it's fascinating because it has Russell Johnson in it. The Twilight Zone so television series, that. yeah, the Twilight Zone television series eighty-five to eighty-nine does have another time travel mm-hmm. episode that features Kennedy, where um, this history professor goes back in time to witness the assassination of President Kennedy, and if I remember correctly, she uh-huh. accidentally or he accidentally prevents the killing of Kennedy, and then you flash forward at, at a point yeah. in the time. Yeah, and then you uh, flash forward in time at the end where Kennedy's alive. Right. And yeah, that, he's been transported that to the year actor, 2172. The actor who went back in time is the actor who played Perry White on The Adventures of Lois and Clark. I oh, can't okay. remember his name. Uh, he's got that, the, that kind of voice where he talks like this. You know the guy, I mean. Well, Lane Do you Smith. you remember the name of... Uh, Lane Smith yeah. is the guy you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What was the name of the episode? Uh, it was called Profile Ooh. in Silver. A good sort of time travel episode from the uh, 85 version. A uh-huh. message from charity. Features young Tom Paris getting like a uh, scarlet fever uh-huh. and realizing that he can hear the thoughts of a girl named Charity Payne. Because they both had scarlet fever at the same time. And Charity lives in his town 200 years earlier. Oh. And, and basically what happens is Charity sees his world and starts telling her friends of the wonders of the future and they start, they're going to burn her as a witch. Well, Tom Paris, um, finds out secrets about the man who's going to burn her as a witch. Uh huh. Turns out that he's a murderer. 
and that he's got skeletons in his closet, and he uses his knowledge of history to tell charity things to tell the man to make him release her. And it ends with uh, Charity not getting burned at the stake and Tom Paris finding um, a message carved in a rock, a 200-year-old message from Charity that just basically has their initials and a heart. Basically, he's saved her life and she can never speak to him again, but she carves this message in a rock and he finds it 200 years later. It's a really cool episode. It's not really a time travel episode. It's more of a time bridging episode. Yeah. But there's another really, here's one that I, really touching. Here's one I stumbled over as I was going down the list. And really, I mean, we, we pulled, of course, everyone knows our weekend topics are pulled out of our asses. Uh, the Once and Future King. Now, here's what's so fascinating about this. The Once and Future King has Gary Pitkin, an Elvis impersonator, traveling back in time to meet the real Elvis, but then... El, the real Elvis dies, and Gary has to take Elvis's place. This is really fascinating yeah. because if you've seen um, uh, Bubba Hotep, another Bruce Campbell film, yeah. uh, it features the real Elvis, who was sick and tired of all the uh, publicity and all the uh, uh, all the attention, and he switches places with a guy who's an excellent Elvis impersonator. The and he goes on and does all the great things while the real Elvis kicks back and has fun. But then the impersonator Elvis dies and he's stuck. Everyone not believing that he's the real Elvis that, and it's got a great a bit with Ozzie Davis as a uh, Jack Kennedy, uh, where they've transplanted his brain inside the uh, body of a black man. So I, yeah. I did not, I've now, not seen this one, but once, once in future King, King, I've not seen you that. You have to one. be careful with this one because I have seen it and he kind of murders Elvis. Oh, does it's it? accidental. Okay. Uh-huh. But yeah, he he basically what happens is he goes back in time and Elvis is trying to basically Elvis isn't Elvis because, you know, time yes. is fleeting and madness takes its toll. And Elvis mm-hmm. is trying to play some, you know, easy listening gospel thing. And he's like, no, man, you got to do it like this. And he tries to sing rock and roll. And the real Elvis is like, no, that's the devil's music. <laughs> and they get into a tussle and Elvis dies in this fist fight. And then the guy is forced to become Elvis and, you know, do the things that Elvis did Mm -hmm. so that eventually he can become an impersonator, go back in time and create his own past. So, you know, you have to be careful with that one. That looks, yeah, that one's kind of uh, another one of those uh, comeuppance episodes. The 85 Twilight Zone has a problem. Which is? Rod Serling. Well, Rod Serling generally had motives and you know little bits of of um learning you would have a a moral to your story right you know if something horrible happened to you it was generally because something happened you Mm -hmm. did something whether good or evil that led to your eventual end right what's called a twilight zone ending is when your own actions create an ending good or bad there's also what's called the outer limits ending where bad things happen. So like Just time enough because. at last. Oh, time enough to read. Yeah. That's actually an outer limits ending mm-hmm. in a twilight zone episode. But the 85 version has a lot of outer limits episodes where terrible things happen just because. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like those. So, as you know, much. I, I'm not as, well, I'm not as familiar, but I'm not as enamored of it. There's one that's not a time travel episode at all that's hysterical, though. Which, where which Ron is? Glass and Sherman Helmsley. 
Sherman That's Hemsley. That's what I was just thinking. That is one of my favorite Sherman Hemsley modern yes, time, is, Twilight Zone episodes. Math professor. Yeah, Sherman Hemsley finds that secretly finds a theorem that actually summons the devil, played by Ron Glass from Serenity and uh, Barney Miller. And mm-hmm. Ron Glass in every sequence, his T-shirt changes. Yeah, every and it shot. has a different slogan. And one of them that one of them that I remember is "Hell is a city," much like Newark. <laughs> yeah, um, just, Sherman Helmsley is just like trying to solve this math equation, and he would say, and he says, "I would sell my soul to the devil if I could just figure out this math problem." Poof, the devil appears, and the devil says, "Hey, um, you can get your soul back if you can outwit me." And so the whole episode, and I'm going to spoil this because it's a brilliant ending. The yeah. whole episode is Sherman Helmsley going, "Okay, can you do this? Can you do that?" And one of the questions that he asks is, "Is there a place?" that you could go to that you could never find your way back from. And the devil is like, oh, no, I can go anywhere. I can do anything. I can find my way back from any place. Send me to the farthest star. Send me to another dimension, and I can always find my way back. And at the end of the episode, the math teacher looks at him and says, get lost, which is what yeah. a task that he's giving <laughs> the, the devil to do. The devil says he can accomplish everything, but if he can find his way back from anything he can't get lost and the devil flies into a rage and that's a great great episode and it's really great in that both of those actors are playing out of character because at the time of course sherman helmsley is best known as george jefferson right playing this you know this brilliant professor and uh, ron glass is known as the uh you know the prissy guy from barney miller what is right. his name? Detective something. I don't remember. I don't. Um, let's say. <laughs> well, wasn't he uh, on uh, WKRP? No, you're thinking, no, thinking of, of somebody uh, else. Gordon. Yeah. That's yeah. Venus Flytrap yeah, yeah. was Venus played Fly by uh, somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was. You like Barney Miller. He was uh, the detective. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, the guy. Yes, yes, yes. Detective Ron Harris. His friend, Framistat. Detective Framistat, that is his name. Ron Harris. Yep. Yeah. Uh, great, now, great. If, you, if you want. Uh, that's not time travel, but that was a great episode. Yeah. You want horrible, horrible, horrible time travel? The worst time travel? The most heartbreaking, terrible, hateful time travel ever? Season five of the original show, The Long Morrow, mm-hmm. there's this astronaut, right? And he is going to another planet. And he's going to be put in suspended animation because they haven't created faster than light travel. It's going to take 45 years. Right. So he's going to be in suspended animation. But right before he goes, he falls in love with a woman played by Mariette Hartley, who I know best from the Rockford Files. Mm-hmm. And Mariette Hartley is like, oh, I love you. And he's like, oh, I love you. And she's like, but I'll be 40 years older when you get back. And he goes on his mission. And he comes back 40 years older or 40 years later. And it turns out he didn't go into suspended animation so Mm. that he would be the same age as his beloved woman. He spent the entire trip awake and alive. And when he got there, He realized that while he was gone, they came up with faster than light travel and had already gotten there and done what he was sent to do. So he comes home and he thinks, well, at least I can find my woman. 
Well, it turns out that since he was going to be gone for 40 years, she put herself in suspended animation. So she's still young and he's 40 years older. (sighs) Yeah, I know. It's heartbreaking. And then it, and then it turned out he got her a Christmas gift, but he had to sell his gold watch to get her the comb, but she cut off her hair <laughs> to get him the, the fob chain for his gold watch. Ah, I you hate it when that happens. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's, that's time travel. That's one that Rod that's, himself uh, wrote. I I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. That's it for time travel this week on the show. Thank you so much, and uh, hopefully this gives you some uh, something to look forward to or something to track down, either through a movie or through a Twilight Zone episode. A lot of time travel in in the Twilight Zone. A lot of really good stories in the Twilight Zone. Go check those out. Uh, remember, on Tuesday or Wednesday, we will be looking at Brat Pack. Uh, who is that by? Is that Marvel? Brat Pack. That's by that- um, Rick Vietch. Okay. And we're going to be taking a look at that because we know that you love comics, and we do too, and we will talk with you real soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com, and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers, and on MySpace at myspace.com slash Majorspoilers. Fat the X-ray vision of a Superman I could save a few bucks and stand around And read through the covers of the comics on the stand But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose I could still read the evens and the odds Well, I don't know Guess I haven't thought this all the way through Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew They kicked my butt out on the corner What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm star raving rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fine bee In the Middle East With a king sign throwing soldier what a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler Major Spoilers Podcast Copyright 2010